1: Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering in these season to see the Eagles eating teams like scrammy's top with cheese, it's Philadelphia. Bo Shiel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds f- with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds f- with Friends. Bo Shiel and Zach coming at you with steps. and things flapping their wings on you you think jack del rio's not gonna go to the bar and get a drink and then come
2: back and, and you know run his i team can't meeting give me a break i i can't speak to what jack del rio's going to do. But, 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 but what i can tell you is marissa is that... let's let's make that the drop <laughs> <Yeah. Maria>. but what <laughs> uh, i can tell you is...
1: hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a wednesday morning Beau wolf shook zach berman marissa morris here to talk about, uh, I guess, the Philadelphia Eagles, although uh, we've been getting some messages that, you know, you'd rather us talk about anything else in the world. So we'll see how that goes. But we will update you on what is the latest and greatest with the first place 3-5-1 and one Eagles. We will get the Squall 22 from Shil Kapadia if his eyes are not bleeding and he can still talk about it. And, uh, you know, we'll see where we go from there. Shil, how you doing?
3: Uh, you're going to get a grumpy... Shield today because it was about 9.24 and usually, you know, I save the morning smoothie until between 10 and 10.30. Uh, but when we do a podcast early, I like to have it before we start the podcast. However, I looked up and it was nine twenty four, and so I didn't have time to have the morning smoothie. So I've not eaten mm. anything yet today, and so I'll be grumpy. And so I'll start with a you know a little a little thought I had here as I watched the film, and I really th- you know you guys touched on this in the post game pod, but it's really stood out to me in the past couple days since Sunday of how Sunday really highlighted what a potentially uh, disastrous. Catastrophic, whatever word you want to use, off season, the Eagles just had. I mean, look at what happened on Sunday with the plays that Stephon Diggs made. Well, you didn't want him in your locker room. The play that DeAndre Hopkins made. Well, you were worried about the contract precedent, and you know Bill O'Brien was going to ask for more from you. And you know you want Carson Wentz to grow with with the young receivers. That that plan has really uh, worked out great. Uh, look at what we saw on film where. You bring in Rich Scangarello, you know, you force Doug's hand to change his coaching staff. He brings in Scangarello and look at this team on play action. I mean, every time Carson Wentz turns around on a bootleg, there is a defender in his face. Compare it to like, like, go watch a Packers game and watch when Aaron Rodgers has a bootleg and he's like to one side of the field and there's no defender within 10 yards of him. You know, I was doing some Googling uh, about Jalen Hurts because I was try- I was trying to think. I was like, who, who was it that was uh, really spreading this message that Jalen Hurts was going to be Taysom Hill? And, uh, you know, a uh, friend of the pod, BLG, had a good roundup after the draft uh, about that. And there was actually a headline that said, uh, you know, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, this is going to be like Taysom Hill on steroids. <laughs> Taysom Hill on steroids, somebody who wrote, wrote. That? uh listen yeah i'm not gonna throw guys under the bus you can check out blg's link he's got now we we can
1: now we can say definitively that it wasn't a woman
3: he's why did i say what did i say
1: i guess you throw guys under the bus
3: Uh, i I use it can't i use guys for universal yeah Yeah. so do i so do i i don't know if that's incorrect i apologize and someone correct me and i'll stop uh doing it but jalen hurts Thirty snaps this year for eighty yards. I mean, they can't even get the snap to him when they have him on the field, let alone do anything creative. I thought their most creative play with Jalen Hurts was the uh, was the missed snap where then Miles Sanders picked it up and ran for eleven yards. That was yeah, the great most,
1: love the design on that
3: mo- most creative play I saw by the Eagles offense uh, this the, last week, and so. Those were some of the things that stood out. And then, of course, you know, I, I, won't, uh, I won't ignore this one. I was on the wrong side, potentially, of this one. Uh, but Jalen Rager, you guys discussed it in the post-game pod, a little bit underwhelming so far. And then you watch a guy like Justin Jefferson on Monday night. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I thought Rager was the right pick. I liked Rager. I'm still optimistic about Rager. But that's certainly one where the early returns are not good. And then uh, last couple of months, I'm sorry not, I'm not letting anyone talk so far. I know we're like five minutes in here. But we can use this for the Google brief, Marissa. Just, just, uh, just let it rip. Uh, <laughs> Javon Hargrave, okay. I mean, the guy is getting knocked over on these plays. Like, it's not just that he's not doing anything. He is finishing these plays on the ground. This is a player... You know, your your process was terrible with this, right? You missed out on Byron Jones. You have a little extra money to spend. Well, what are we going to do with it? We'll get uh, Darius Slay. He's cheaper. We got a little extra money to spend. We'll go out and sign Javon Hargrave because we are such a smart organization and we are so creative that despite the fact that this guy played in a different scheme with the Steelers, despite the fact that the Steelers, one of the you know, best run organizations in the NFL is content letting this guy walk We're going to sign him to $13 million, have him change schemes and play a position where we already have Fletcher Cox, where we already have Malik Jackson, and he's going to come in and man, he's going to take our defensive line to another level. Uh, Javon Hargrave has touched the quarterback three times this year on over 300 snaps. Javon Hargrave, there are 331 players in the NFL that have played at least 300 snaps. Zero have fewer solo tackles. Than Javon Hargrave, he has four solo tackles on the entire season. Your run defense has gotten worse. The Steelers' defense has not suffered at all. Missing out yeah, on I see,
1: I'm, I'm seeing clips of Tyson alu every time I scroll Twitter.
3: On Javon Hargrave. I had to send the one clip to both of you yesterday. And then Darius Slay. Darius Slay has been good. There's no doubt about it. But this is not hindsight 2020. We questioned on this podcast, even if Darius Slay is what you bargained for, is it going to have the impact of other players you could add? And you have a fourth quarter where you're going up against Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton. Darius Slay gets beaten for a 16-yard completion that puts the Giants into field goal range. Darius Slay gives up a 40-yard completion that essentially ends the game. Darius Slay is going to be 30 years old at the start of next season. This is the best version of Darius Slay you are going to get. Mm -hmm. And so... Those are some of the things that, oh, well, we might as well touch on Nickel Roby Coleman. I mean, top five slot corner. Yeah, uh, yeah everybody applaud him. National media, how he gets another bargain. The guy has been one, you know one of the worst slot corners in the NFL this season where he can't even hold on to his job on this team. He gives up an explosive play. And so uh, those are some of the things I wanted to start out with. Okay, we can start the show now.
1: Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. And as always, Zach, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Excited for this podcast. Uh, enjoyed, enjoyed that monologue there. And I think will uh, really touched on a lot of these pertinent issues. And uh, the important part of that is She'll touched on issues with the coaching staff and with the personnel department, because I think both of them are very much responsible for what's going on here uh, and again it's it's week 11 but even even though it's it, it, it's week 11 this is to have three wins on November 18th that has it that's like Lane Johnson's, And a tie, and yeah. a tie. You,
1: you play for the tie you got to mention the tie
2: <laughs> yeah um that's that's as late as it's been in years here so uh really going back to Andy Reid's last year I I, I believe 2012. Um, so th- it's it's obviously a, a poor start to the year, and the thing that I want to touch on that Sheil mentioned is the Rager-Justin Jefferson uh, discussion, because that is relevant after seeing Justin Jefferson's game Monday night, and I went back and I read our uh, grading the draft pick. And, I
1: just read them right before the pod, that's so <laughs> yeah, funny.
2: And I, I read Howie Roseman's comments, too, afterwards, and... The indefensible part, because I I, I stand, but if, if you think Rager is the better player, or then it's still too early to make that determination. As good as Jefferson looks, and Rager can still have a promising career. But the thing that is indefensible, in my opinion, is this notion of fit, and mm-hmm. that that somehow Jalen Rager had to fit, or or that this receiver had to fit into a receiving core. That was what that like a fit with whom? A fit with And this
1: is what you wrote, so credit yeah, to you.
2: Fit with JJ ortega Whiteside, fit with Alshon right. Jeffrey, uh fit with playing twelve personnel. Like, like what does it need to fit with? Uh that was gonna be your biggest investment in a wide receiver since Nelson Aguilar in 2015. Get the best player and make everyone else fit around him. If they believe Jalen is the best player, we'll see. But when I went back and read those comments, this idea that that there are different flavors of wide receivers and they had to find the right fit. Um I mean come on. Like that and and by the I way totally agree. This this notion that Justin Jefferson is a slot only player has been completely debunked uh now that he's in the NFL.
1: Well and it's it, it the, you know the the Rager over Jefferson pick um is so symptomatic of a thing that we have talked about where Uh, You know, the hubris of the organization where where sometimes they do things where they act like they are the smartest team in the room and they think that, you know, consensus was that Jefferson was over Rager for sure. Like so. So for them to depart from that, uh, it's like they think they know something that nobody else does. And it's you know, the whole draft was like that for them, you know, picking Jalen Hurts in the second round. Um, And guess what? You know they they don't have a very good track record of evaluating wide receivers. I'm not so sure why they thought that this time they had a better sense than the rest of the league.
2: I yeah Steel, I, I mean I you're agree the, with you you were the Rager guy. So. Yeah, yeah
3: no I mean but, yeah. it's uh it, th- those are absolutely fair points. I'm not giving up on on Rager. So I'm not. No, up nor on, am I. On, nor on am I. Him. Yeah, but 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 Jefferson has been absolutely way more impressive, way more explosive, as Zach said, way more versatile in how he can play than I thought he would be, especially immediately. I mean, the guy has been uh, unbelievable so far. So you know, there, there's and, no doubt about it.
1: And as we said at the time, uh, you know, not only say, say you've decided that you really prefer Rager to Jefferson. Well, they had painted themselves into such a picture by not addressing receiver before the draft that they couldn't afford to be a little bit flexible there and maybe try to move down a couple spots and get some, uh, some draft equity for making the pick that they really wanted to make.
2: But I'm, I'm just talking about divorcing really the process from the, from the outcome here. Like, if if your process going into it yeah, no, is finding that's a player right. that, that fits but that,
1: that's what i'm saying that yeah. was a bad process
2: yeah and, and and that uh and that's what i'm i'm questioning them on is is i think uh i think not just are are they overrating their ability to evaluate or 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 maybe they're properly rating it because we we still need to see with uh, Rager but i i i think one of the issues the eagles have is that they're completely overrating their own roster and uh the I, I think they were looking for Rager to fit within a roster that obviously was already in transition, but with but I, I, I do think they had their second round pick last year in mind and they had this like twelve personnel idea in mind.
3: Yeah, You're right pretty- about the the roster. That's that's a good point because they felt like it's they really upgraded this roster mm-hmm. in the offseason. I mean they they felt like they took a big step up. From where they were last year, and it's evident that that did not happen.
1: Now, I was the one I think of the three of us who was um, most, if def- like most, defending the Hargrave signing, uh, and that was not because I liked the player. I you know I barely knew the player, but I, I just thought that um, at, at for once they were at least signing a player who was who was young uh, instead of an old guy, and it made sense if you looked and thought, okay, maybe this guy can be an eventual. Fletcher Cox replacement because he's declining and his money's going to get crazy and Malik Jackson, you know, played half a game last year and and he's going to be gone after this year. It sort of made sense if that's the way you want to build a team, but uh, the evaluation of the player clearly was, uh, was not perfect.
3: That's generous. Yes.
1: Yes, I would say so. I like the, I thought that was a good opening show promo out of you, Sheila. I I, I feel like you could have gotten a little bit more, uh, you know, like Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage—a little bit more animated. If you really wanted to take it to ten, but I thought it was a, you know, a nine point two. Well,
2: it was also it, good that you mentioned the uh, Google Briefs, because for anyone who who wants to know what's going on with the Eagles, and you have what the—is it the Google Home? You say, "Hey Google," and you ask about the Eagles, and and we will tell you what's going on.
3: Yeah, you can hear that uh, monologue again. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> what were you going to say, Shil? Nothing. No.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, we done. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, no. we don't
1: have to. We don't have to stick to uh, the <laughs> format here. We can. We can continue talking about the things you were talking about. Do you want to just get right to the squall twenty-two?
3: Sure. I mean, a lot of that was from the the squall twenty-two, but I can expand on some of it. You know, the the fourth down play to Jalen Rager. I mean, what is going on here? Yeah, uh, you know others. Others have analyzed this, and so this is not uh, you know a totally u- unique thought here. But you're little throwing, Benny Little Benny
1: Solak had a good the, little. Video he had
3: on a it. yeah, he had a nice little video on it. Uh, we, we Why do you call up. him
2: Little Benny? I, I can not just call that. him Benny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, so it's fourth and ten. The game's on the line, and they're throwing a back shoulder. <laughs> From Jalen Rager against James Bradbury, who James Bradbury has been like, I mean, he's a pro bowler. He might be an all pro this year. The guy has been incredible football outsiders. uh, The Giants are third against number one wide receivers this year. And Bradbury has been fantastic pretty much, you know, every time I watch them, like I want to make I want to do this post of like guys who just every time I watch their team, they're making uh, making a big play. And he would be absolutely amazing on that list. And so that you have, could have
1: been a, that could have been a pivot from Byron Jones. Absolutely. Could, yes. Yeah. And they could have
2: had a third round pick
3: and a yeah. fifth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a
1: defensive tackle. who wasn't getting shoved over.
3: Or maybe even a number one wide receiver who could win a game mm-hmm. for you. you. You know, who would have probably, you know, who could have won a, a one-on-one back shoulder against James Bradbury. DeAndre Hopkins, probably. Mm. You know that that might have been oh, a nice right. option rather than your uh, your rookie uh, wide receiver who's still finding his footing. So I mean that's just the worst call in that situation. They're playing two man, so the corner it's man coverage with two safeties deep. So the and they're corner, always
1: playing two man.
3: They are they are I think the biggest two man team in the NFL. Yes, <laughs> and so uh, the cornerback there knows that he has help over the top and so you know you can play that uh trail technique you can play underneath the wide receiver and so that play had like no shot and this is just over and over again in big spots whether it's third down or red zone these isolation routes where it's just like all right one-on-one our guy will win your guy's not gonna win your guys aren't better than their guys your chemistry between your quarterback and your pass catchers is terrible I mean, what do you? This and is the by pe- the
1: way, Doug threw Carson under the bus on that play. Said he should have gone somewhere else with the ball. It didn't look to me like there was anybody else open.
3: There, there were two. Re- Dallas Goddard had no separation. I think uh, Greg Ward, I believe, was the other guy on the in the middle of the field. That could be wrong. Yeah. Whoever that other guy was, it might have been Alshon Jeffrey. Actually, now that I think about it, he had no separation, which is really uh, the shot. I think you think they'll be able to trade him for a second, or they'll have to settle for a third. <laughs> That's still on the table, right? They're just. I think yeah, I think the they've season? actually.
1: Uh, Goodell is going to announce that the trade deadline for Alshon Jeffrey doesn't extend. It's, Extended, not, it's different than yeah. the rest of the league. He, he well, can get traded at any time.
2: Okay. I I gotta tell you guys. I even looked at the game and I felt I was in rhythm. I've always looked at the game <laughs> through the eyes of the quarterback and how he views it and how he sees it, right? So so I I don't know what what you guys are talking about because that and Alshon's Doug... gonna get. Alshon's
1: just gonna get more and more snaps.
2: <laughs> that was Doug, That call was Doug Peterson in rhythm. Seeing the game the way the quarterback sees it, right? Like exactly what Shield just diagnosed uh, about the Giants' defense. Ex- ex- exactly what Bo I- I identified with uh, the rest of the patterns on the field. That that was that was Doug and Carson like in in uh, in, in synergy there.
3: I mean, the so, only thing I could think of is is if Doug meant you know Carson should have checked to. Something else with Rager? I mean, going somewhere else with the ball? Yeah, I mean, Fulgham was on the other side. That would have been that would not have been a high percentage throw. I mean, maybe you -hmm. know you would. I I would. First of all, why are they throwing at Bradbury the entire game? They've got this other corner. Isaac Yadam? Yadam. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. I mean, yeah, what I are you, do you yes. doing with your game planning? Why are you not attacking that guy? They're throwing a Bradbury. Right, why isn't
1: well, – Yeah, Doug, Doug said that – he. you know, he said this week they thought going into the game that Bradbury was probably going to shadow Fulgham. Well, he wasn't. He was sticking to that side. So put Fulgham on Yadam and and pick on that all Un- game long. Like, what are you doing? Unbelievable. I mean, I don't remember
3: Yadam <laughs> – <laughs> it's like funny to even say. I don't even know I've been why. talking about this guy for years
1: because he, <laughs> he sounds like Isaac Yankum.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, I barely remember him being targeted in this game. I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I do not remember them attacking him at all. So, And then there was an earlier play. It's third and 14, Wait. and it's the same thing. It's Rager versus Bradbury. They're trying to double move. It's got no shot. There's a safety closing over the top. You know, Rager falls down. And it's an incompletion. And well, again, well,
1: that I thought was a that was a Shukapadia offense play. I thought.
3: Oh, they were trying to just. get I thought a they pass were inter-
1: just trying to get a pass interference because they had they had no other plan.
3: Well, the on point the- is, there's no there's no route concept. Like there's no there's no pick. There's no like right. you're not doing anything to the defense. You're just telling this guy go win one on one. I think it was cover three. So Bradbury's got Rager one on one there uh, until the safety comes in. And like yeah, that is not a recipe for success. What do you? What were you and doing? Those well, let two me ask weeks. you guys
2: this on 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 that fourth and ten. What do you guys think of of Kyler Fackrell in coverage? You think he this is like a shutdown linebacker? Like if if <laughs> if, if Dallas Goddard is going to replace Zach Ertz here, right, you got to get you got to get open against Kyler Fackrell on is fourth that and who ten. Was on him was Kyler Fakrell? I believe so. Oh yeah, fifty. I, I think it was fifty-one. Right? Wow, yeah. I
3: didn't even notice that. He didn't say he didn't get a get a. He didn't get anything. Separation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, he, I got to go back and watch that. I didn't realize it was Fackrell. That's a nice. He, uh, he went ran.
2: into like half motion before the play. Okay, and um, I, I think the safety came in on a blitz, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was it was on mm. on Gutter.
1: Well, that's why, you know, I think I think Doug saying he was in rhythm as a play caller is, you know, is, is laughable and it, it's very funny. But I, I actually do think that the, uh, the criticism of Doug as a play caller and, like, calls for, you know, him to give up play calling is a little bit misguided because the problem is not the calls that are being played. The problem is the scheme. The, the scheme is bad. It's not like they have good plays that they're not calling. They just don't have any good plays.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think those two things go hand in hand. I understand what you're saying. It's not like option C would have been better than option A because there is no good option with what they're choosing from. But Right, the problem is the menu is
1: bad, not that he's making yeah. the wrong choices.
3: Mm, what What restaurant would you compare that to? Make sure it's not uh, a sponsor.
1: Uh, like the whole menu is bad? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh
3: I'll tell you what for for, for a vegetarian uh, in terms of I've uh, chain restaurants uh, Applebee's Applebee's oh, really leaves
1: a lot to be uh, oh leaves a lot to be desired
3: desired yeah okay. I mean give me you know I, I don't know I haven't been there in like twenty years but in high school it was like come mm-hmm. on give me something here so I don't know maybe they're looking at the Applebee's menu uh, I always thought Applebee's was like last in that pecking mm-hmm. order of like those types of restaurants
1: Chili's yeah uh, TGI yeah.
3: Fridays.
1: Oh, I would have gone, you know, all due respect to Allen Iverson, I would put TGI Fridays at the bottom of that barrel.
3: Yeah, TGI Fridays, it's like all, uh, they're just reheating stuff, right? Isn't that the right. thing? With, uh, but you know what? They've they've had a veggie burger on their menu for 25 years. So okay, I'll, there you go. Uh, uh, Dallas Goddard, since the opener, how many yards receiving do you think he has? I know he was injured, so we're talking, I believe, about five games, four games. um, 86. What are you, turning into Z-Berm all of a sudden? What's the answer? Well, that's not the answer. Zach, do you Uh, have the answer? It was very uh, close, though. Now I (laughs) gave it away. Sorry. I played that poorly.
2: I will go 85.
3: Oh, (laughs) Z-Berm. Killing it with the game theory. Week 11. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, he's turned the corner. Yeah, he, he has 85 yards. Wow, he, oh my God, I really he, was so close. He has 10 catches for 85 yards since that opener where he played well. That's in four games. So uh, I'm with Zach, you know, and I've probably been guilty of this. You watch that week one game, and you're thinking, all right, this guy can be your tight end of the future, and that's not even counting his durability issues. So um, nice use of a second-round pick on a blocking tight end there. I think that was uh, hmm. that was an outstanding use of resources here's another number for you I mean it, when's the last time Carson just say Wentz- a number Have, give us no context just say the number. all right okay I will do that hold on <laughs> give me a second all right the number I like this is a great game this is our best easily our best podcast of the year so far uh, here's the number is 3.4
1: um what do you think yards is? Carson Wentz's yards per attempt on play action
3: Oh my gosh! You were—I thought you were gonna get it. Uh, no, no, but good guess, Zach.
2: Well, so based on your reaction, something to do. With, uh, oh, Zach's do with. feeling yeah. it in this episode. Uh, Carson Wentz is, is yards per attempt when rolling out.
1: Oh. No, because that would be better. I think.
3: Yeah. Okay. That it is car. It is Carson Wentz yards per attempt when targeting a player. Which which player do you think it is? Ooh. You should be able to get this. I feel.
1: Is it Sanders?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, the, the thing with him and Sanders is bizarre. What it, is it, going it, on? They, they cannot connect with each other. It's very funny.
3: Like, I know we've made fun
1: of, but what did Bo say? He could
3: run in a touchdown? I mean, these are. No,
1: no, I didn't say that. Okay, what did you that's, say? You could, uh, that's you Elliot.
3: Maybe, you could throw for a touchdown.
1: I said, over, yeah, over the course okay. of the season, if right. you, uh, right. if that was the only goal that I could. Throw I for mean, one these. I love how he
2: wait, wait, wait. I, I just love how Bo dismisses. <laughs> yeah. it. He dismisses it like, oh no, that's that's overconfident, Elliot over there. I yeah. could throw for a touchdown. Yeah, because oh, yeah. running
3: it is much harder than throwing. <laughs> that, it. That'd be crazy, but I could just thread the needle yeah. in between yes, a couple exactly. defenders. But I mean, these are like the the very low degree of difficulty passes, and they can't get on the same page so Carson Wentz when targeting Miles Sanders this year by the way Miles Sanders was like one of the had one of like the best receiving seasons for a running back last year of any player in Eagles history and I don't know I feel like it was up there in like the last 20 years I mean he averaged 10 yards per reception which is unheard of for a running back last year this year when Wentz is targeting Sanders he's completing 46.7 percent of his passes And averaging 3.4 yards per attempt, it's the worst yards per attempt number for any QB pass catcher with at least 25 targets. I believe that's 140
1: combinations in the NFL. Ooh, that's interesting. I need. I want to see that leaderboard.
3: I mean, what is going on? What's the
1: sausage on that bad boy? Is there a special leaderboard on Sport Radar, or did you have to search for it yourself?
3: I gotta search myself. Work my magic. Okay. There's no leaderboard for that. Come on. Well, I don't do know. Think? Yeah, I just got this, you know, do you think I just asked Google, tell me what Carson Wentz's yards per yeah. attempt are to Miles Sanders? And they tell me, you got to put in work to get these kinds of nuggets. Okay, that's a good one. All right, so I don't know what's going on there. That's another it's thing that's out. It's terrible. It's a huge problem. I mean, it's not just the screens. Like, they were getting Miles Sanders downfield last year. He's running those seam routes. Nothing.
1: And the, the first half of this game, it's like – uh You know, I I was complaining about their use of motion in the beginning, not not that they were using it, but like the plays when they were using motion were even worse than their regular plays. But the first half of this game, it's like, okay, everybody just line up where you are and we're going to hike the ball with, you know, two seconds left in the play clock. Like there's no disguise. There's there's nothing interesting going on. It's such a boring, boring offense.
3: I can't believe this is the best they came up with after a bye week, given yeah. how poorly the first half of the season went. I mean, that is really the scariest part about this. Uh, they're averaging 4.92 yards per pass play. Uh, let, me, let me check my tweet here. That would be the worst, uh, if it were to hold, that average. It would be their worst average of the last 20 years and the third worst average of the last 30 years in, of the franchise. I mean, think of some of those teams in the 90s that they had. And this would be their third worst of the last thirty years. uh,
1: The second worst in the league, correct? To the Jets?
2: I don't know. Who cares?
1: I'm pretty sure that's right.
3: Okay. We'll go.
2: But the but but the part about this that that is like if if you're Jeffrey Lurie, you gotta be thinking, they have all of these offensive coaches. Like there are so many voices in that room. She'll mention the top Adding Scangarello, cuts. and you know they they have Andrew Breiner and, um, and and Marty Mortenwake and pass game I don't coordinator. Think, I don't think
1: Andrew Breiner's like stepping into the uh, offensive meeting room and you know, is, is <laughs> no, I'm just slamming
3: I'm, his how ideas. How do you on the table know? Saying, I have no idea what, what anyone does. Maybe you should do that.
2: Get after Breiner, if you're a listener. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 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 pointing out like the the pass game consultant and and all all these different titles and like this is the best they can come up with. This is it was yeah. so unimaginative. That's that's what I don't understand. It's like what ideas are being turned down here? If these are the ideas <laughs> they're going, with? that's a good. That, I, yes, like, I like
3: that. That. that's a great framing. Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Well, I was thinking of it from a Jeffrey Lurie um, angle because, you know. I know the every question, Bo, I know you're doing a mailbag and you were saying every question is like, who's going to get fired? And, right. you know, that really is what people are wondering about because, you know, what are the different paths here? Assuming things do not get better. It's that you, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Reshuffle the, the chairs. The deck chairs uh, on the Titanic. De- yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It feels like you did that last year. So I know you guys talked about Doug giving up play calling duties. I mean, that seems to me like pretty much the worst the worst option, um, you know, you could yeah, have. It's, he's it's, not, not going to be happy. You're to help
1: him in the locker room by publicly neutering him.
3: Right, yeah. I, I don't think that's the right move. The other option is obviously to move on from Doug. The other option is to move on from Howie. The other option is to move on from both of them. And so when we think about, uh, you know, I was thinking about it through Jeffrey Lurie's eyes. And How, like, uh, how harshly is he going to view this season, uh, given the circumstances? But I think given what we know about him over the last, uh, when did he take over the team? Zach, what was the year?
1: 95?
2: Uh, 95. Yeah, uh, it was 1994. It
3: was it was was April
2: 94, I believe. Okay, so so the
3: last 25, 26 years. I mean, the 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 constant with him has been it's a passing league. We got to get coaches who can build a passing offense. We've got to get the quarterback. It's all about passing, passing, passing. Well, you're setting a mark for passing inefficiency here this season, and so I feel like when you look at the path they're taking to get to the results they're having. If there is a case where he's going to view this season really harshly and just be like, we're blowing it up, Uh, I'm not getting any younger, I'm not living to watch another season like that, this, it does have to do with sort of how bad they have been in terms of passing the ball.
2: And now you didn't mention uh, one other option, which was... Both those guys are back, and the quarterback is not. Is, well, is is that an option?
3: Well, I mean, from a contract perspective, not yeah. really. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I you know I, I would like to look into it more. Maybe call our buddy. Uh, I don't know if he's our buddy. I mean, he probably doesn't view me as his I was going to
1: text you that I was going to do that this week oh, or next per- week.
3: Perfect. Well, that's uh that's Jason Fitzgerald from Over the Cap, who is the it's in my opinion the go-to on all these matters. You know, if there's like one time where a a team moved on from a quarterback like this with this contract scenario he would be able to explain it to us I don't think there is given his contract so I guess you could keep Wentz and and uh, play Jalen Hurts you could have an open competition in the summer you know I guess that would be an option it it seems like a a weird option but they've sort of blocked themselves in here a little bit so uh, yeah I mean I I don't know I don't know Uh, we'll have plenty of time I guess to talk about what their offseason options are
1: I will just say that this is not like through any reporting or anything, I just – my my spidey sense of, uh, you know, the way that Jeffrey Lurie is looking thing looking at things, I think it is more possible now than I would have thought, you know, uh, um, a couple weeks ago or a month ago that, you know, the full blow-up happens, including mm. changing the front office. We've always said that that is much less likely to happen, but I, I just – I think it's possible.
3: Well, I guess the other scenario we didn't talk about is that, you know, I mean, how could he stays wa- on how- and then yeah. they say, all right, well, this guy, you know, we're going to add this personnel person and how he's going to be, which Howie is gets,
1: like he gets promoted out of influence. you like something you know, he, like that. He's the yeah. president of of the team, but they bring in somebody to run football.
3: But in that case, we know it's only a matter of time before that right. doesn't work out. So that would be a terrible um, scenario. I mean, I'll, I'll sort of believe it when I see it with the front office, um, shake up. I mean, I, I don't know. Just uh, we have a We have sort of a precedent here of the last uh, 20 years or so where that's been something they've been very hesitant to do. So we'll see. We'll see how the the rest of the season, uh, you know, shapes up where they end up. But uh, I don't even know how we got on this. Uh, well, topic. I think there's
1: a uh, <laughs> you, you could if if you were making the case that that's possible, um, you could draw a line of comparison between um, Jeffrey giving Chip the personnel influence uh, before his last year and saying, if this is what you really think is the solution, let's see how it plays out, to uh, Jeffrey, you know, maybe maybe Howie saying the problem is coaching and, okay, go out and hire extra offensive coaches, and guess what? The offense still stinks. Maybe it's not the coaching. Maybe it's the personnel.
3: Okay, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. I mean, it wasn't as drastic a change where I feel like that would be a useful experiment. It's still Doug and the, uh, you know, he's calling the plays and all those things, but uh, maybe, could be. All right.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: All right. else? Uh, well, Zach, why don't you give, give us the news update? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. 35 so, minutes into the show. <laughs> so, uh, Zach Gertz, they started his 21-day practice window. He's eligible to return as soon as Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he will be on the practice field this afternoon, and so we will see if they make that change. Uh, Craig James went on injured reserve, and the Eagles side Michael Jaquette off the practice squad onto the 53-man roster.
1: I feel like the Craig James thing was done just to uh, drive all of us a little bit more crazy, waiting until after a game has been played. I know it doesn't matter. He's probably not going to be back anytime soon. I don't even know if he's allowed to come back because he's already been on IR. I think there, that might be a rule. But waiting well, until after a game to do it, it just, it again, doesn't make any sense.
2: Well, there's so there was if, – if you, like, dissect – the injury report from last week, uh, pulling it up here. Actually, the injury he had changed during the week.
3: Let me okay. see here. I, so, I can just say with certainty that that does not drive me crazy, <laughs> though, so you may want to speak so, for yourself on that. Yeah,
2: so, I, uh, so he suffered a new injury during the week, mm. and, um, and, and and that could be what landed him on IR here. My internet is not All Right, but he didn't
1: suffer the injury on Sunday.
2: No so um, so let's see here. so yeah, so Thursday did not participate with a shoulder injury, okay and then uh, on yeah so 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 I'm, I'm sorry Wednesday he had a hamstring injury and then he was mm. and, and then the injury came up Thursday was shoulder and he was out with the shoulder injury. So sometimes yeah,
1: I'd read, read uh, 5,000 words of a deep dive on that.
2: <laughs> so the shoulder injury popped up between Wednesday and Thursday. And 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 so that's a that's a totally different injury.
1: (laughs) What do you think he was doing with his shoulder in practice? You're not allowed to hit.
2: And he and he and he didn't practice either. So my guess is, it it it, it, well. uh, What the hell? (laughs) I mean, he was probably lifting weights. I, I bench press. Know is it, it. Yeah. Is it, the, is it yeah. the bench
3: press? Does he have long arms? Or you, I know he's not Michael Jacquet. No, he doesn't have long <laughs> arms. No, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. Cause I know the long-armed guys with the bench press, that can be a shoulder issue. You don't want your quarterbacks, I believe, doing, doing bench Some press. Bench press,
2: yeah. So uh, so I don't know how 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 that factored into it, but that was a late-in-the-week injury, and uh, perhaps they were saving that spot for Sayamalu, which which did not I happen. think they
1: have an open spot.
2: Well, they had the COVID spot, but Marcus Epps is going to be back. Okay. Uh, so I, it sounds odd to say they had the COVID spot, but <laughs> uh, but uh, presumably, and I mean presumably, Marcus Epps will right. But they could have they didn't
1: they didn't need the spot for the for the game
2: anyway. Yeah. yeah so. Um, So anyways... We've definitely lost Shield. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you if there's
3: any good tweets. Yeah, so
2: so that's the news. And then the players that they protected on the practice squad. This is the first week in a while that they haven't protected... uh, like Jason Kurum or Jamon Brown, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah. who's
1: like, like, like the league is, is <laughs> storming Brown is the still castles. on the team? He's on the practice squad. <laughs> oh, and they've the protected him to. like four weeks in a row. Like, yeah. like the league is, is uh, <laughs> they're carrying pitchforks to, the, to, to Novacare so that they can please, please, please bring out Jamon
2: Brown for availability. Yeah, they saw that film. So go Arnold, Raquan Williams, and Cale Wilson were the three players on the practice squad protected this week.
3: Oh, Cale Wilson was in uniform, right? Cause I was yeah, yeah, he what, was promoted. What, what, oh, did I call, I called him Kale? Does he go, is, I thought yeah. Zach just said Kale, no? No, I no, made, I, 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 said, I said, I well, said Caleb. No, I'm, t- I'm, Caleb. Tight the, I'm tight with the Wilson family, and so we, mm. we go by Kale. Uh, what number, was, was he wearing 83? You know his
1: father. You do know his father. Yeah, I know,
3: that's why yeah. I said it. I know, like, listen, I pay attention sometimes. You also know his college coach. Uh, that's true. Uh, was Is he number 83? Yes. Oh, okay. I was wondering who that was. All right.
1: Did he that's do all. anything?
3: No. I mean, I saw him on the sideline. I thought he had uh, some nice enthusiasm.
2: He played special teams. Okay. Okay. Flex. Uh, by the way, uh, you're
3: overusing it a little bit, but uh, yeah. so, I mean, that's the point.
2: Come uh, on, right. special
3: teams. So you a You got to make things, sure it's special. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, so so a few uh, things. I for uh,
1: one, I for one, think if you make your NFL debut and play snaps on special teams, that is worth celebrating. I
2: agree. so uh if a, a, a few things in in the in the news updates here, Jim Schwartz spoke yesterday and uh, said it was embarrassing the the uh, the Daniel Jones run said surprised them the first time in the first game because it was a formation that they hadn't seen before. This was the same look that uh, it was the same look from the first game. they were ready for it, and they didn't stop it. They had a guy who was out of his gap. Uh, TJ Edwards took responsibility for that when he spoke to us in the afternoon. Um, then uh, Dave Phipp.
4: Wait, hold, I, on, I, hold on. Hold on. I want to follow up on that because
3: because yeah, uh, uh, Jeff Schwartz had a good video about this uh, where he said, so it was a zone read, but it, he thought that the Giants added this wrinkle where their wide receiver, Austin Mack, came from sort of uh, TJ Edwards' right side. And blocked him, which is sort of an unusual, like you know, uh, uh, crackdown block on him that he might not see coming. And so he was giving them credit for their scheme there. And so I wonder if the Giants did did. It. So it sounds like Schwartz is saying it was the same thing as the first game. So I wonder if the Giants showed
2: that look in the first game or not. I don't have an answer to that. Interesting. Yeah. So um, so so what T.J. Edwards said is uh, they repped it in practice. He got inside the block. He should have been outside squeezing. Oh and uh and and making it cut back inside so he takes responsibility for that
3: oh interesting okay
2: well no, you know that one to me uh,
3: go ahead
1: no no i was just gonna well go, go in on the play because mine's not about the play.
3: no i mean i was just gonna say that that also is really a uh you know certainly person i mean you've got and you talked about this also after the pot i hate being that person who's just like well you guys talked about this or we talked if you already talked about it who cares Just to make make your point, Kapadia. What the hell's the matter with you? Get better. It's week 11 told you i hadn't had my smoothie yet mm. <laughs> uh, what's
1: going in the smoothie today this is a
3: magic smoothie man. same no same thing every morning
1: every morning same thing no yeah. no deviations at all
3: no i'm wait you know i thought i would get tired of it but i've just been having it for like five years <laughs> every morning <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic and what is, and give us once uh, again the... i think i've given the recipe before you because have? you know someone made fun of me for something but said when it comes to smoothies i'm like uh i'm like a savant or something <laughs> even though i don't know anything about anything well, i else. feel like a
1: savant would <laughs> be like if you were creating all these different kinds of smoothies you found I would your love to, well
3: i would love to do that i wouldn't be opposed you know if if you want to leave you know you have to leave reviews to be in the running for the pasta mm. if you want to just make that a smoothie recipe and have nothing about the podcast on your review uh i will definitely read that um w- with a lot of a uh, lot of attention so i go she banana. was like
2: yeah yeah oh, oh i'm sorry go on,
3: go on. <clears throat> oh no I, I go banana uh spinach almond butter uh cacao powder Little protein powder, you know, for our, us vegetarians, very important. Um, little cinnamon. Did I say almond butter yet? You did. Okay, and then uh, I do an unsweetened chocolate uh, almond milk with that. And mm, uh, listen, if you no other lo- fruit,
1: just uh, no, the banana.
3: Banana is the only banana. Yeah, banana is the only okay. fruit for the morning one. Now, if you're looking for a nice holiday present, uh, I gotta recommend this Vitamix. I mean, this is this is like the Rolls Royce of blenders. This, no, this, this is not way. a
1: paid sponsorship. No, just so everybody knows. No, but
3: if anyone from Vitamix is listening, <laughs> uh, I'm available and I'm not very expensive either. For it to, to just you know, I can squeeze some of these product placements in there for you, no one has to know. You send me a couple dollars on the side, uh, but it it really is a Rolls Royce. Uh, of blenders you know those bad boys you're not going to get like a little you're not going to get that little chunk of banana at the end you're not going to get that little thread of spinach that you're what you know what is this and you're trying to get it out you know off your tongue type thing it's all blended in there very nicely she was like, those, a... oh, see, I knew Marissa. So I had They're... a feeling Marissa would chime in. Is it, is it a yeah.
1: big, is it a big guy or is it's it like a, a, big, cup boy. It's a yeah. big boy? It's a big boy. And it's very expensive.
4: Space. Yeah, it's very expensive, but it's very worth it.
3: I think you... it's like, but what, but in terms of like bang for your buck for an appliance yeah. like that, I feel like I'm using it every day. It's right. absolutely worth it for kids too. You know, but once, uh, once little Jane starts having those smoothies, if, if she's like Leela, very nice, very nice option.
1: Casey likes. Uh, we've we've got the little magic bullet. It's it's small. It's like
2: solid. Uh, we've had, but the it's magic solid. Gets, yeah. yeah, gets the job done.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that.
2: All right, Zach? where are we? <laughs> well, no, I, I was saying, Shields like Nick Saban. Nick Saban eats the same breakfast and lunch every day. He has oh, really. Uh, yeah, he has he has two little Debbie oatmeal cream pies for, for breakfast. <laughs> what? And, uh, what the hell? Yeah. What is he seven years old? <laughs> and, this, of course, everything
1: and, comes back to Sabin for Zach.
2: And <laughs> for lunch, and and for lunch he has uh, he has iceberg lettuce, turkey, and tomatoes. Like that's it every day. Is this
1: I'm, is this like a Hinky thing where he he, he doesn't want to be paralyzed by choice? Just... Exa-
2: it saves time exactly. How are
3: people at that age that you know? I'm already worried about like dying an early death. How is Nick Saban not worried that eating two oatmeal cream pies every morning is going to lead to an early death for him? Well, he
2: plays pick up. He, he plays pick up as well. Okay, so all right. He's making a, up for it. Yeah, He's, I mean, he's an, not worried about it He's athletes. an athlete. He's an athlete, yeah. athlete I guess. All
1: right. I, let's yeah. not say he's an athlete.
3: I don't know. He played. I, I feel didn't he didn't he play it? Didn't he play in college? He's got probably. some record. He's got some some interception record or something. I feel like that he brings up all the time, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, Am I making he, this up, Zach? No, no. He he. He grew up in West Virginia. His dad was, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, he he did play. He? I, I, you didn't you didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in West Virginia, and his dad. Was, <laughs> he had a dad. Yeah, I was I was gonna go. I was I was, I was, was gonna go too station, much. Right? I was, yeah. I was gonna go too much into Nick Saban, so I I didn't think it was a necessary mm. deviation. That's so,
1: now that sounds like the uh, the beginning of uh, a late night viewing. <laughs>
3: mm. no, no, that's right. Okay
1: uh okay great ep- whoa, whoa. i gotta
3: say if we're if we're able to nominate an episode for like a
1: podcast <laughs> award i feel like this is the one mm, interesting i'd go with the uh the ospreys but you know that's just me
2: okay <laughs> so, are, are taking, you, endi- oh, I I you were ending coffee. the podcast
1: there no right. uh what, we were talking about something t- tangentially related to football before we got into this movie, yeah, we, but- yeah we were
2: talking about jim schwartz and oh, the, okay. and, and mm. the play yep
1: Oh, and I was going to say, uh, yes, we also got the, uh, the classic, well, you know, we're, we're very good against running backs.
3: He's still well, saying this? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Daniel <laughs> yeah. Jones just gashed your uh, ASS. Yeah, you know, plus, you were not good
2: against time.
1: running backs in the first quarter of this game.
2: Not just that, Shield. He, he corrected a person who asked the question, who, was, <laughs> who, who mentioned the, uh, the success Wayne Goldman had in the first half. And Schwartz disagreed with the uh, question because of <laughs> mm-hmm. how uh, because they kept him to like three yards a carry. I
3: yeah. liked your call there, uh, Bo, with the, the Kyler Murray game. I mean, I don't, you know, we are partnered with DraftKings. I feel like I'm just mm. giving you know free free uh <laughs> free pub to basically everybody. But you, I don't know if we can contact someone at DraftKings. I would like to know if you could gamble on whether Kyler Murray would break that record because yeah. you know can't you just see uh, post game. They lose forty-three to seven. Kyler Murray runs for three hundred yards, and Jim Schwartz, you know, Chase Edmonds. I thought we did. He only yeah, ran we did a good, we did a good job on the running game. Yards. The, yeah, those
1: are passing yards. Those are not running. It's twenty twenty.
3: All these teams are doing. Teams are giving the ball to wide receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks on these runs. It doesn't matter. There's no rule that says they just have to line up and hand it to the running back.
2: Unbelievable. Okay.
1: Uh, anything else from the press conferences
2: Zach uh, Dave Fipp um, as you can imagine it was it was not their plan to allow all the funds <laughs> to go over their heads <laughs> 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 And, uh, what a season <laughs> Why why is Dave Phipp Giving weekly press conferences I love it man I, 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 before, I, I missed them in the past I, Dave, Dave Phipp's like
3: My first three years I was crushing it And I got to talk like once a year Now my my special teams Are getting crushed every week And you're sticking me out there
2: on these soup calls And our I, team sucks uh, I appreciate, He's a coordinator Just like And and I I think part of it is because they don't have an offensive coordinator who they they're supposed to have so they're supposed to have an offensive coach talk in the coordinator spot every week. And what they do instead is like on Friday afternoon when everyone's already written all their stories, they they send a position coach and like the last minute you know you have no preparation for it and it's like by the way you'll you uh, you have Jeff Stoutland or you have Aaron Moorhead. So so they comply that way. But like if it's if it's Tuesday, you're asking the offensive coordinator what's wrong with Carson Wentz, what's you know, what's going on and so we don't have that offensive coordinator spot anymore. So now we have Dave Fit. And I gotta tell you, our readers, our, like the, the Eagles fans have never been more informed about like Jake Elliott or punt return strategy or things like that, because uh, we fire away a fit every week.
3: You know what there is there is a subset of fans that is like obsessed with special teams. I don't know, have you guys noticed <laughs> that throughout true. your writing careers like yes. there's always like one commenter or emailer who you you know you'll write this like deep dive on you know the offense or the defense or maybe both or mention every player or you know do grades or whatever and they'll be like well you didn't you know you didn't mention special teams what did you think of special teams and my response is always like listen I'm trying to learn as much as I can about offense and defense and scheme and analyze like I don't know what's going on on special teams like I know what the results I don't know why it's happening I don't know what they're being asked to do but there is that that subset of fans that I've always been sort of Uh, intrigued by where they just love talking about special teams.
2: Well, do you think now, I I know you don't know special teams as well as, you know, offense or or defense, but do you think it's a good idea to catch a punt? Yeah. uh, Well, it depends where you are, I guess. Depends where you are. Yeah. 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 True. True. Um, So, so uh, Dave Phipps said that obviously we got to catch the football. You know, they basically, they just, they just let it go over their heads. He said wind and weather were a factor in it. Jalen Rager spoke. I uh, spoke to us later in the afternoon, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Rager's like, "Listen, you guys all saw it. I would have ended up in the same place anyways." <laughs> is is that an accurate summation of what? Yeah, that's what he said. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, what does he mean by that? Basically, that he would have backed up all the way to catch it, and that's where he would have gotten tackled up. I, I guess that's that's. Yeah, but,
1: but then the ball bounced and kept going.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Plus, he can catch it and return it as well. But Jalen Rager wants wants none of that, man. Um, uh, Jalen Rager uh, was getting a, a lot of Justin Jefferson questions, as 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 you can imagine. And oh it's, boy, this could uh, be like the
3: Braden Kramer, old Thomas stuff.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's well, that ended it's up a, pretty it's a, good. It's a t- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it it worked out better than JPP as well, right? Like, hmm. so maybe eleven years. Well, maybe years now.
3: JPP has had a very underrated career. No, yeah, I agree, where, where but we talked ring?
1: about this. In the, uh, what's that? I said, where would he put the ring? <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> but uh, I was yeah. better off not hearing that. <laughs> so, so his response to that was, uh, I mean, that's the only person that people bring up. I mean, I I, I I, don't really, like I said, it's not for me to watch anyone. Yeah, but or, it's not his watch, fault they drafted Yeah, him. to watch another man's success and be like, oh, I wish I was. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. He hasn't had any injuries. I have. I can't watch it. I wish watch. I was I, a little
1: bit taller. I wish I was, a, I was a baller.
2: Hey, I wish I was a little bit taller, too. Uh, I, I can't I watch Jalen another
3: man's I think Jalen Rager shut, uh, closed his Twitter account, it looks like. He
2: did. He did. He did. Oh, he and he did. And, 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 and and look, I, I don't mean to be down on Jalen Rager here. I still think he can be a good player and I thought he, he looked really good during the summer in training camp. Uh that being said, Justin Jefferson has been outstanding and and it's if, if you're the twenty first pick in the draft and the wide receiver taking twenty-two is putting up the numbers he is, you're gonna be compared. That's that's the that's the name of the game. It's the reality of the business. And it's it's no fault of the media for asking about it and I thought Jalen Rager's response was fine, uh, and the, and the only way those questions will stop is if he produces like Justin Jefferson.
3: Yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's obviously not. Again, I I still uh, am hopeful for Jalen Rager. I, I I think really it's more about how good Justin Jefferson has looked. Really, you know, if Jefferson were having like an average uh an average rookie season, then I don't if think if he was
1: having Henry Ruggs's season.
3: Right, yeah. Then I don't think anybody would really uh be comparing but, it. But
2: but I do think that the Rager that that the Rager Jefferson debate uh carries more weight in my mind than the Arthago Whiteside DK Metcalf debate. Um like clearly they made a mistake there. Uh but but that's in the second round it's it you know there's there's there were think that's a correct. lot of receivers taking. Uh, I I do think in the case there of DK like, K- I mean, there were yeah there were health questions at, right. at play. Um, the Justin Jefferson thing like like Bo said at the top, it was it was almost a consensus. I mean not everyone obviously Shield had had Regular ahead, but but uh, for a, a lot of people that Jefferson was the the fourth receiver there or the top of the non top three and uh, and the Eagles were bold in going with rigor.
3: Even the Seahawks, they took, you know, this is sort of like the Tom Brady thing. They took LJ Collier mm-hmm. with right. their first round pick. He has one sack in two years. They took Marquise Blair 17 spots ahead of DK Metcalf in that in that draft. Yeah.
1: There you go. Okay. Any other thoughts to get off your chest? Did you want to weigh in on the uh, children's book conversation, Shill?
3: no not really
1: anything else you had uh, <laughs> note wise off the pod? uh no i thought you i thought you guys did a good pot i thought zach came
3: out firing uh i liked the you know he, he was firing the o- opening yeah. salvos did i did i use that right i had yeah, that never was good okay um and so that, uh, put, yeah
1: they come, come he came strong to the rack with that yeah. pathetic
3: I, that's why I felt like I had to come with this pot and just, you know, I couldn't just that's say iron
1: sharp. Our iron sharpens iron. That's, that's
3: good. That's right. Yeah. So I thought, you know, he is, he is to credit for that. So uh, I think you guys covered Keep uh, the main
1: thing. The main thing
3: covered a lot of good topics.
1: Uh, any NBA draft takes
3: I've never been less than four. Uh, I feel like this afternoon I want to binge on the athletics NBA draft content because I really have no idea. Uh, What's going on Who the prospects are Anything It's just been Such a weird year And um, so no I don't Do you have any Hot NBA draft takes
1: uh, I got some takes, but I don't. I don't need. To no, let's hear them because, as, the, as, well, because as, we as, know
3: what's going to happen. Otherwise, is six months from now. You'll tell us you thought something, and you were so sure that this guy was going to be good, and they should have taken this yeah. guy, but you never went on the record with it. So please give us your NBA well, draft
1: takes. Well, I put a couple. I put a couple in our beat back and forth uh, with Zach. Zach had some too. But you know, I, I I spent I spent like an afternoon doing the digging that you you are talking about uh, on these guys, and then I listened to the uh, the Sixers beat podcast. And Rich, Rich goes, you know, no, nothing uh, brings out the armchair analysts like, 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 like uh, the NCAA tournament and college bat- and and the NBA draft. And I just felt so attacked. So I feel, nice, I, feel I feel. Nice weird job by Handsome Rich. Thank there. you. Yeah. By the I'm way, totally for right. all of us. Um, but I do think
2: it. You well, know, anyway, go ahead. Uh, I was, I was, I was, I was going to say credit to Dane Brugler. Because he has sparked a, a cottage industry, if you will. Yeah, he <laughs> sort of backed
1: he backed Vecini into a corner. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah in, in, into the NBA uh, draft guide, and um, and because we all talk about the the nuggets that Dane has in his draft guide. Well, I was I was going through Sam Facini's draft guide, and it is also outstanding. Like it, it starts off with the parents' names. Um, right, you know, <laughs> I'm with the background. Yeah, uh, it's
1: very. Yeah, it's, it is very Brugler. Yeah. He, he really did like he, he. needed. He needed to. He needed to uh, return serve.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly, and it's it's uh it's outstanding. Like Anthony Edwards, mother is Yvette. Um, you know, <laughs> like that's the first line there, and, and uh, it's it's awesome. I like so, that name Yvette. It's yeah. a great
0: name.
3: I like an Yvette. Yeah, because you can yeah, go so, Yvette, my pet.
2: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um. Like, Onika, I, I I feel bad. I'm I'm not pronouncing it correctly. I, I need to work Onika, on that. Onika, I believe. Yeah. Now, do you do you um,
3: think an NFL free agency guide would be worth? That? This is one of those ideas that I've had in my head, but I don't want to put it, you know, offer it up because it feels
2: like
1: it I might be too much work. That will I not think you're be enough payoff. On- I think we're a nerd, a nerd guide territory there. Well, okay. I, don't do I, th- it.
2: I right. think it, it could work with the strengths and the weaknesses, but I think the background a lot of people already. Yeah, we don't need no, that. Yeah. I mean, you the, the background for, would yeah. sort of be so like already in the NBA. Yeah, it yeah, could the the be NFL, like, all right, yet.
3: they were drafted here. are The teams they've been on. I don't think you would need a long, uh, thing of that. I, I don't know. It feels like too much work.
2: But but well, what we need to find out from Sam. Is if he does the same type of uh, recon work on the players' ages that well, Dane does? Well, I see the, the ages. No, know it, know. it is. Yeah, but yeah, but he has here. He has birth date. Um, now, the the uh, oh, yeah. the NBA doesn't have as many small school prospects as the NFL does. So
1: no, but I do uh, like a Grant Riller.
2: Yeah, College of Charleston. I, I don't know if College of Charleston is small school, but
1: I mean, comparatively speaking, in the, in the speaking, ecosystem of college basketball,
2: yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh it's it's great uh reading these these guides because you can just pick out one nugget, drop it on someone, and it seems like you know everything. So
1: I like uh the what I put on what in the back and forth with Zach, the guys at the top I like are uh, Halliburton and Vassell. I think Obi Toppin's overrated. Uh and then there are there are some guys in the second uh half of the first round, early part of the second round I like. Like? Like, uh, I do like uh, Tyrell Terry. So I do like, I. Yeah. He's fun. So I, I uh, he's, yeah, he's
2: cool. d- uh, I, I do remember watching uh, Stanford last year, like, real late at night one night. and mm, um, You and Howie
3: Roseman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: uh, and the year before, they had this guy, uh, Kaze Akpawa. Uh, I'm sorry, Kaze yeah, Akpawa. Like, he
1: was, like, drafted at the end of the first round last year.
2: Yeah, and, like, they could never win with him. And then Tyrell Terry comes in. And he's like a, a, a one and done guy, and uh, well, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't supposed to be a, a one and done right. guy, but like completely turned around that program. So, um, well, I don't want to say completely. They weren't like lights out last year.
1: Unbelievable shooter, and not just catch and shoot off yeah. the bounce and uh, deep too, not just the college three point line. And like unlike Desmond Bain, his like his free throw rate is is awesome, which is uh, usually portends better. Uh, who else do I like? There's a guy at the in the second round. I like Nate Hinton, this like amazing rebounding uh, guard from Houston, who's a good athlete. Uh, I like Grant Riller. I like Emmanuel uh, Quickly from Kentucky as a shooter. Uh, I wanted I want to like Tyrese Maxey, but I don't I don't like him as much as other people do.
3: Okay, there you go. That's been tried. <laughs> <dry>. Hopefully, <laughs> we get a sponsor for that segment.
4: <laughs> uh, you forgot Jalen Smith from Maryland. Uh-huh.
3: Give us the Scouting report.
4: <laughs> um, they have him projected twenty-two to the Denver Nuggets. Um he's great. He's got a great nickname. Um, Sticks, because when he came in, his legs were so skinny. Um that is but a great he nickname. he really bulked up and Jim Schwartz uh, would love him. And you know, that Maryland team last year was really good. Shared a title the Big Ten title and you know, no NCAA tournament, so we couldn't see them go far and win it all. But I think he will be an excellent pick for whoever selects him.
3: <laughs> Fear the turtle. There it is. And how about Obviously. how about Marissa's Titans? Marissa putting the kibosh on the Titans. Yeah, there we go. She's not dead yet, ladies and gentlemen.
4: <laughs> how crazy would it be if they go like <laughs> they lose the next five games?
1: I think and- <laughs> it'd be fantastic.
3: By far the storyline our audience is most interested in the rest of the way. I think it's fair no d- to say. Yeah, no doubt about
2: that. <laughs> and Marissa, and- big weekend for Derek Jeter as well.
4: Oh my gosh. Great weekend for Derek Jeter. Yes. Um, you know, Big I, produced, for
2: Marissa.
4: I, yeah, I produced the podcast and, um, Joe Posnanski and Michael Schur, um, are not fans of Derek Jeter and they couldn't help, but be very complimentary towards him because Kim Mang is going to be an excellent general manager and she more than deserves the job. So the Marlins will be a, a good team to watch this year.
3: Absolutely
1: uh marissa you also got some i saw some social media love on on a uh, a clip from the athletic football show
4: oh yes oh, i yes. missed that what was that <laughs> Hi, well friends, i actually Lindsay had Jones. to clip it um yeah and that was you know like our on our not on camera look so i was like okay it's fine if you post it in my little <laughs> ponytail um but yes it was very funny robert mays we were we were actually doing our google brief so it was at the very end of the show and they were both pretty tired and Robert said, hi, this is the athletics, Lindsay Jones, <laughs> instead of, hi, this is the athletics, Robert Mays. So huh. it's pretty funny.
3: You never do that for me, Bo. <laughs> uh,
4: that's
1: I save, I save that for uh, walking around the house, pretend that I'm you. Okay.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, if you actually care about the NBA draft, listen to uh, Rich and Derek's podcast and read their stuff. Instead of listening to us, Zach, any any takes you wanted to unfurl? No, I, I'm
2: looking okay. forward to Friday's podcast. And
1: uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's we will right. Be back. So well,
3: well, so make sure you leave those reviews on Friday. Time I will is be, running short. I will be picking two of you. who will get some way. I still need to look into this. How pastaficio sandwiches or pastaficios gift cards? And you know, if you don't get picked, you could you could get picked a future week. So get those reviews in on Apple Podcasts.
1: All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back on YouTube Live at 11.30 on Friday. Uh, Also, just a general audio one that you can listen to whenever. So for Zach, Sheel, and Marissa, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you.